Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The interview you'll hear today was recorded on July 9th, 2023. Light diffuse. Well, this is not mission difficult, Mr. Hunt. It's mission impossible. Difficult should be a walk in the park for you. Uh, it's all got to do with the rabbit's foot. Please don't make me go through you. Sir, Hunt is the living manifestation of destiny, and he has made you his mission. Kittredge, you've never seen me very upset. And you really think we can do this? We're going to do it. Welcome to Light the Fuse, the official Mission Impossible podcast. As always, it's Drew Taylor joined by my compatriot, Charles Hood. Charles, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Drew. My gosh, have we had the most fun time. Should we tell people where we where we went? I mean, I guess we have to because we're about to well, introduce it. Yeah, this is a very special episode. Not in the traditional sitcom sense where you're going to learn a moral lesson, but in the sense that we... Did something absolutely insane and spectacular. And why don't you tell people what we did, Charles? Well, we flew to New York just to be a part of this cast Q&A. Cast and crew, I should say. Tom Cruise, producer and actor in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, of course, you know. Christopher McQuarrie, producer, co-writer, director of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And some of the cast as well. We had Vanessa Kirby. We had Haley Atwell. Greg Tarzan Davis. Shay Wiggum, we had them all to talk to us uh, about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And and I guess, can you tell us a little bit more about the circumstances that we had for this interview, Drew, just to set it up? Yeah, sure, of course. So we went to this great location in downtown New York, overlooking the city. Another beautiful backdrop, just like we had in Rome. And, you know, these guys are at the end of a long press tour, but they were so generous with their time. The energy was so high. Everybody yeah. was in such a good mood. They're so excited and so proud of this movie. I mean, literally, there were screenings, I think, happening the same night we did this chat, which is just crazy to think about. Yeah. And they're running from like interview to interview. I mean, the, the, like they made sure that we had time to do this interview, which was so generous of them. It was wonderful. It was really great. And if you want even more of this interview, go to YouTube. Our first sort of section of questions is a YouTube exclusive, and we're so excited to have helped out with that. So check that out on YouTube, and you can listen to the rest of the chat right now. We're so excited about it. And we're so excited that Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 is in theaters exclusively right now. Go get your tickets. Charles, you just went without me, which I'm slightly hurt by, but I'm looking past. How was that experience for you? I'm so sorry. We're on opposite coasts, and it doesn't it doesn't feel right. But I went to the fan event in Lincoln Square at the AMC with all the big fans there. Opening night, it was wonderful. I got a special pin. Did anyone recognize you? I got a poster. Nobody recognized me, of course, thankfully. <laughs> 
I got away clean. Everything was good. I was wearing a mask, Drew, of course. Nobody, oh, nobody of course, knew who of I course. was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, did you get an extra pin for me? That's the question I have, really. Uh, I did get an extra pin for you. What, who, who do you yes! think I am? Of course I got you an yes! extra pin. Yes, of course. I woke up today literally like, oh my God, I didn't ask Charles to get me an extra pin. <laughs> Like, you my, woke up in a cold that, sweat. Oh my god! A cold sweat. Like oh the my pin. god! I should have asked him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God, Charles. Yeah. Yep. Of course, I came through. Was it in the IMAX screening where we, the room that we saw Ghost Protocol, and really started this whole obsession? No, it's the same AMC, but I was in the Dolby Theater. Okay. The IMAX was completely sold out weeks in advance, so I got these tickets weeks ago because I knew I was going to be sticking around in New York longer than you. And uh, yeah, I got Dolby, which was amazing. Do, do, see it, Dolby. See it in IMAX. See it in ScreenX and D Box. We want to see them all. I want to see all the formats. I'm so excited. Oh, absolutely. Yes, and just a few things before we get into this interview, uh, just to give everyone some context. Uh, we recorded the YouTube exclusive portion first, and that covered Norway and the big motorcycle jump. That's why Tom mentions Norway at the top of the interview, as you'll hear. We'd already talked about that, and you can find that 10-minute chat on YouTube exclusively. And also, just a little clarification, Charles. At one point, Tom refers to All You Need Is Kill, which is the name of the novel that Edge of Tomorrow was based on. And actually, I don't know if I've ever told you this, Charles. When I was in England one time for a different set visit uh, at Shepperton, they had a list of the productions on the outside of the building. And instead of Edge of Tomorrow, it said, All You Need Is Kill. So I totally get why he is still referring to it. That's all you need to skill. That was a, a late title change, maybe. Yeah, it's a very, it's a much cooler title. But anyway. Yeah, and then another thing too is when they're talking about new, uh, as we found out, uh, new is the nickname for Vanessa Kirby. So that's what that's who they're talking about when they talk about new. Yeah, there's actually a reference I think in our very first episode uh, of the new show where they referred to her as new too, and we didn't really catch it there, but they really talk about her as being new in this one. Yeah. And, and they're so funny. I mean, it's just such a great chat. Yeah, we want to really thank everybody, particularly Tom and McCory. We were sort of, as the as the interview was progressing, we were kind of getting alerts in our ear. We looked like a couple of Secret Service people. Um, and they were saying, you know, wrap it up, wrap it up. we got to kind of move this along. So at one point, we actually say that to Tom, like, we have to wrap it up. And he very graciously offers to extend the interview period. Yeah. We got a lot of great stuff. He was yeah. so generous with his time and hilarious. It kind of turns into a bit. Like he they they like they like yeah. keep extending the interview. They won't let us leave. It's so funny. Uh, yes. it's just it's so great. So yeah, we, uh, really I hope you enjoy it all. It's 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 really an amazing conversation. And with that, Charles, let's just get right into it. This is our amazing cast and crew Q&A with our beautiful, wonderful, brilliant friends from Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Hello, this is Drew Taylor, joined as always by bum, Charles bum. Hood, and we are the hosts of Light the Fuse, bum, the bum. official, now the official, McHugh. Bum, Congratulations. Thank you. Mission Impossible bum, podcast, bum, and we are so bum, excited bum, bum, to... Bum, bum, <laughs> We are so excited to be We're joined by writer-director Christopher McCory. Allegedly. Allegedly. Haley Atwell. Great to Allegedly. see you. Vanessa Kirby. How are you? Greg Tarzan Davis. What up? And Shay Wiggum. And last but not least, the incomparable Mr. Tom Cruise. Hello. Hey. Hey. Yeah, 
Good to see you all again. It's great to see um, you again. Good to see you. Thank you for everything. We thought, since Mission Impossible is known for its globe-trotting adventures, we'd uh, go around the world with the cast and crew of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. You got Let's your leave. passports? Let's yeah. do it. All right, let's sure. do it. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, ahoy. Okay, okay. Norway's also the train. Yes, I know, Tom. We're going to get to the train. Oh, sorry, sorry. Train. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. I just want to sit over yeah. here. Yeah, we can, we can go over yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Guys have lost all control. control. Uh, Now you know what it's like with all of us on set. Yes. Well, I was going to ask, you know, in Abu Dhabi, that's when you guys all kind of come together. And I was wondering what that was like, kind of chasing each other around. We're together all through Norway also, but Abu Dhabi, it's fun. Like, it's, I love it when we're all together and we're all, and and also just making these movies is such an experience. Yes. And it's quite a thing of discovering the scenes and the pressure that's happening. Well, it, but it's funny you say we're all together because Simon and Thing, the, all the stuff when they're at the computers, we actually shot back in the UK. Oh. So we didn't actually have Ving in Abu Dhabi yeah. and we didn't know what that scene was going to be. So I had Tom walking around the airport just saying adverbs. Yes. Just, I would just say, just walk around and pretend the team is talking to you. Yes. So we shot Tom's side of the conversation without knowing what any of the other stuff was in the scene. It was we just Tom walking that. around the airport. Right. Like, probably, maybe, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and all the background, all, the, all the, back, the supporting artists who were there, there was 150 people were all watching us make this movie. <laughs> They're going, and they what? thought we were completely insane. <laughs> Uh, I would say, give me another line as I'm walking. Just say another, just yell out. He'd, he'd be yelling out, you know, different adverbs to me as I'm going. They're like, what is that? Permanently. These poor guys don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, they have no chasing idea. him around. Haley, you're going after something. It's a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, and the whole thing, like, in, yes. in yeah. yeah, and planning out Norway and planning yeah. the train. Mm-hmm. Ne- never easy. No, listen, it's enormous. Pressure is a privilege. It's enormously fun. It's never easy. You never know everything. You never arrive. It's always like, you know, it's when Benji says, How, why do we always end up in this situation? It is, that is us that is working through it. It's like, why are we always in this situation? It's like, and it's not just on missions, it's movie making because you constantly, truly, you've got to keep creating it and keep seizing the moments and creating an environment. I feel very lucky, I, I must say, these actors. They're exceptional. I, I was, we were there in the Spanish steps and I just take a moment of everyone here because we were dreaming about the moment on the Spanish steps and talking about it. And often when we're working, we talk about what it's going to be to release to an audience. And, you know, that is our purpose to entertain them and to have a moment to, for you and you were standing there with them and to look at everyone. It's just like, I mean, they're so talented mm-hmm. uh, and they're so great in this movie that you know, anyway, I just had to take a moment and say that about Agree it. or disagree, McHugh? <laughs> agree or disagree? <laughs> Do you agree well, with that? I'm going to have to Do you agree with that? <laughs> Wait a second. Like, did you hear that? Agree or disagree? Like, how is there any yeah. disagreement? Wait. Strangest question. Strangest. <laughs> agree or disagree, yes. McHugh? Well, what was the question? these people or not? Do you know these people? No, it was, but no, there was a moment when they were all in the Spanish steps in Rome and everybody was lining up for photograph and I went and took a photograph of them. And as I was taking the photograph, it just is this murderer's row of amazing, amazing talent. Each one, individual, Every charismatic, was just like, oh yeah. my God, they're so cool. And, but, and also to, to see them together at, the, at really what is the midpoint of quite a long journey, but also from 
Vanessa, who was with us in Fallout, and to watch Vanessa really, really evolve so incredibly in the, in the few years that we've known her. Haley is someone we have been talking to and about for 10 years. Tarzan, we, we met on Top Gun, and he had, a, he had a, a small but important role in Top Gun, and we were looking at him in dailies and saying, we gotta do something with him. And Shay, who walked up to me at a party in Los Angeles, and just said, man, I love what you guys do. <laughs> How do I get in a mission impossible? And I said, just did, just did. You're here. And you see that kind of talent that is there. And look, we, we love movies, you love movies. And McHugh and I are favorite movies. And growing up, it's like you look at, you look at where the cast and the story is just taking you and it's celebrating their talents, you know? And that's the kind of movies, that's how I was trained and what I love about cinema is you're, you're, you're casting these actors and then building the platforms for them, which is what, that's how movies were made. And you see the, the power of their, their art that was always there, you know? I mean, that, that charisma, that talent is always there. And then to see it, those moments, they, they just mean, they mean a lot to us. Like yeah. we spend so much time. And the thing about McHugh is many things about him. His, his taste, his, his enormous talent, uh, his sense of editing and rhythm and music and style and character. He also, like no one else, you know, can write for an actor. Mm. That he hears their voices and he writes specifically for that person. And it's, you know, he's an actor himself, he's a storyteller, but he's also, he's, he, can, he can be the audience and feel for that, for the actor. And to have that sense, to write rhythmically for them. You know, there's scenes so many times, and we've been working together for 16 years, but in, in uh, All You Need Is Kill, where I go, have any of you seen me before you know uh. that scene it was like the rhythms and it's that's just one example like he wrote that scene and when he knows it's like he wrote that scene in a few minutes he'll just go like and there's the rhythm and it's and i read it, i'm like i can't wait and he when he's writing for other actors when you wrote for paxton when you write for all of us he understands the artist and he and he understands the overall movie and to be able to deliver that and then see them, you know, the scene with New, you know, on the train. All of that stuff where New is being, I don't want to give stuff away, but New is being another character in the movie, you know, and to write for that other character in the movie throughout, <laughs> you know, that, that stuff between us. It actually is giving anything away. She's being Briggs. It's not a surprise. Yeah, she's being Briggs, <laughs> yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. Why did you give yeah. that? Yeah, I know, sorry. <laughs> but those things that, that is a tremendous skill and ability. Uh, to be able to do this, as opposed to writing a character and then trying to jam an actor into playing that character. Yes. That never works, and that's not how movies work. That's not the origins of cinema, what, what you know, Keaton Chapel and all these guys did. They were looking at the artists, and they are building them up and putting all of them together in a movie. You know, when you see those great films, you're just seeing all these characters. And you look at, you, look at, you know, the films that we love, my films films we do together, it's always that mixture. Uh, everybody here, everybody here is somebody we, we looked at and admired and, and saw in them such an innate talent that we just wanted to celebrate. 
and how do you how do you create opportunities for them and just get out of their way? And you see how that plays out with these, with, and all of them are bringing their own performances. Like all of them are creating, and all of them have things that they're saying. This is they've, what I want to play. They've they all it, contributed they? something that I love taking credit for. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all. Yes, I know. (laughs) And you're welcome. Yes. (laughs) We'll be back with more from our New York Roundtable with the cast and crew of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 after the break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Talking about Abu Dhabi, though, I loved the the, the details of when Shay is grabbing onto someone's face, thinking it's going to be a mask. That's so great. Improvised Shay Wiggum. Bravo. That was huge. Oh, that's all Shay. Actually, Shay came up to me on set and he goes, do you think I should do that? I was like, no, probably not. It's probably... yeah, you should probably. Yeah. <laughs> Every time he does it, it's just yes. gold. Like yes. gold. He's just throwing it down. Gold. These guys, these down. guys, the reason this works is you can feel the humbleness. Oh, they want to deflect all the time. I'm amazed by it. I mean, I think we all are. Because they allow all this to happen. You know what I mean? They allow us to each have a moment and to be in I've never, I've been with, we've all been with a lot of big movie stars, but he allow, he wants you to be better than him in a scene. He, he's able to, to be goofy or vulnerable or tough, like on the train. Yeah. And it, it, it doesn't happen that often. I'll tell you that. Mm. And it's and that just gives you, you know, license to we're going to see what happens here. It is. It is you true. Know? We're all we're all sitting here because Tom at one point or another said run. And yeah, it's yeah. and it's it's yeah, very uh, he, he's been very kind and he's been very generous. Uh, but the truth of the matter is uh, I didn't I didn't make a movie for 12 years between my first and second film. Uh, and. It was it was meeting Tom and Tom looking at me and saying, "You should do this." I didn't. The, the really interesting one was, I never I never asked to direct Mission Impossible. He just said, "You should direct the next Mission Impossible." And I had seen Brad Bird do it, and I thought, <laughs> "We'll talk about that later." And he he picked up the phone, walked out of the room. I heard him talking to 
to someone at Paramount. He came back in the room and he said, congratulations, you're directing Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> the power. What? Do, do I get to say, do, do I get any choice of the matter? Yeah. That's, he, he, believed, he believed in me enough to believe that I could do that. And, the, and I, I know, I, I think I speak for everybody here. Everybody here has at least once, if not many days, come to work not knowing what they were going to do and being very surprised by what they had done by the end of the day, having yeah. done something they didn't think. I, the number of times I have stood next to you, Vanessa, looking at the monitor, watching your own performance and saying, she's so weird. And you're having this out-of-body experience. You're discovering character. this character as you go. And, and, the, and, and with each and every actor here, there were moments where they just, they, they surprised themselves. And that's, that, that is the, 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 real, the real pleasure, the joy of working with this guy is, I didn't know I could do that. Another one of my favorite moments is... Thank you for saying that. When, it's very uh, true. It's... Sorry, yes. Thank you. No. Sorry to you. <laughs> uh, but, um, but, but on the point of Vanessa, the, the beautiful moment, so sort of beautifully observed where she's on the train and she's got to put her pin code in for her, like her bank card and then kind of covers it, covers it over so she could have put it in privately so no one can see what her pin number is. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, so many it's moments so, like that. Yeah, yeah. there's look, details. Here, and, but here's the reality. And in the world, it takes a blind man not to see the blazing talent of you and everyone. I, I really mean it. It's not like I'm, I don't. I'm like, I feel fortunate. It's a privilege to be able to make these films and with you and with all of you. And, and it just, it's, just, it's just there. It's like, oh, my God, you know? It's so, and it's so much fun, yeah. you know? It's so much it's fun deflected. solving. You see this? <laughs> <laughs> here's the problem. It's true, man. I know it is you'll, true. you'll never get tired. You can't, you'll, no matter how much we throw it back. <laughs> Let, let's talk about the Rome chase. It's, Thank you. Uh, just, uh, the, the car chase is genuinely incredible. Like, it's so epic. Everybody's involved. Uh, Tom and Haley, you two are handcuffed to each other. I know, because <laughs> me just drifting wasn't enough for me. No. <laughs> let's, something McHugh with Edge of Tomorrow and this, he's got something with handcuffs, me and handcuffs. Should yes. we explore this at all? Wanting to handcuff? It's, it's a, a leading man? Well, it, I was looking at, I was like, we've done car chases. What can, I, what can I do to level this? I know. You can do it with one hand. <laughs> There's got to be something to challenge him. So she's like Benji. You could do it. I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? One hand? Yeah. Some out there practicing drifting for months with. Yes, but not as we discovered. You were. He was practicing drifting, but he wasn't practicing on cobblestones. And when we got to Rome, mm-hmm. drifting is is all. He's very very. He's very very precise. Very very good at it. When you're on a level surface, when you're on a surface made of cobblestones, you can't predict anything that's going to happen. Remember, it took... It blew ripped the four, tire right off the car. Four of them at the same time. At four at the same time? Oh, my God, yes. yes. It went off like it was an yeah. explosion. Which is great when you're watching your, the two actors drive away and go around a corner and you hear a loud explosion. <laughs> <laughs> that no you, one discussed. You've had that a few times. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I've had that a few times. That, yes, that's yes. my very first time watching you get in a car. It was Jack Reacher. You got in that Chevelle. And you took off and went around the corner. Oh, no, wait a minute. I was in the car with you. Yes, you were so in the watched, car with So me. they watched yes. Tom and I go around the corner. And everybody else was left here. The director and the actor went away. We hadn't started shooting yet. Car went around the corner. And they heard this huge explosion, which was the, this huge engine backfiring. <laughs> and, of course, they all thought we were, we were dead. I then got to experience, <laughs> I got to experience that with the two of them. 
And mm. yes, a cobblestone just ripped the wheel right off, right off the car. Wow. Wow. It's Haley Atwell that inspires that kind of chase. Okay. Yes. That kind of chase, that kind of humor and character journey that we wanted. And that's the stuff that we we're talking about and constantly exploring where you, you, you pick out the geography of these things, the amount of logistics, the amount of training to be able to get that kind of performance in a two shot. You know, that's where we're, we were looking a long, long lead of with Haley when, when we were casting her and we wanted to work with her for many, many years. And just going there's her her dramatic and comedic ability it just it allowed for that kind of chase, that kind of tone where it was effortless. But the amount of work that it takes to get something like that, choosing those locations, figuring out those cars, training her up to a place where she's going to feel comfortable enough in the car to get in to drive and then also me do it handheld and get those performances and figure out where we're going to put the camera. We never take it for granted. I never take it for granted that people are going to like a character that I'm in or they know a character that I'm in ever, ever. And that they know Haley or they love Haley, you know, from the work that she's done. It's a story and we always have to go. They've never seen these people before. We have to earn it. And when you look at the chase, and we're always talking about motion and using compression, forcing characters together. When we have drama and tension, we're, we're looking at Haley. We're looking at each other. And he's looking at me with performance. And he and I are always talking about performance. I'm going, and I'm thinking editorially, I'm giving him five different choices of my performance. Going, if it goes this way, if it goes this way, and he's going, try, he's going, I want you to try this. I want, it's going constantly back and forth as we're looking at tone. Am I drawn into the characters or am I repelled by these characters? What is that angle saying? Finding the angles that work. Does it not, it's not just about the action. It's how do you use motion to progress character and story? And saying, like, when we're going around the fire, you know, at the base of, of the Spanish Steps, yeah. police didn't know we were doing this. Haley the fountain. Did, the fountain. Haley didn't even know what was happening. Where, where their police were like, you've got to stop. And we were going around and we were oh, going, we've got this really cool idea. We've got this really cool idea. They, they said, we, we gave this steps. this wasn't part of the plan. When we're doing the, the, three, the 360 and the smoke, they're going... The locations, everyone's going, you got to stop. And, but we didn't get the shot yet. We, when you look at the frames, we need these two shots. And he and I, in between, they're going, you got to stop. They're going to pull the plug. They're actually going to ask us to leave the city. <laughs> you may, you may <laughs> not be invited back to the country. Yeah. And so we're there going. And he and I, we were in that restaurant that we were at. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't. And we were like, we didn't get the shot yet. And we were like, OK. Yeah. And. We know, like, we're just looking, and I just... Under such pressure. Under such pressure, and we know what it is. And I'm trying not to have her feel the pressure of the logistics. So you're there, and we know we're close, and we know what you're capable of and what it should be, and he's looking at it. And I've been in that car. I got in that car for five minutes. I would never get in that car again. <laughs> and I said, don't tell Haley that. <laughs> oh, I would never tell Haley that. He leads across. Friend. He's like, I would never do that. I said, don't tell Haley that. They would just get to the restaurant. I'd be like, what are those... Chatting about we bolognese? Like, what are they chatting about? We're going, yeah. and people are, we're negotiating for another shot. We're going through it. We're going, but you love this stuff. You're in the car and you're driving and you're drifting, and Haley is in that car with you. And, and the tires are there, and you and I are looking at it. I'm looking at the frame, and I know what you need, and I know we, I know the options. So I'm yeah. going, please say the fire's on. I'm going to say the thing. Say the fire's online. Like, and I'm also looking at the smoke coming in as we're going yeah, around. Going, fire, say around fire. fire. Say it twice. Say it twice, please. <laughs> Before the tires blow. And that was the real pressure. The luxury that you have in other scenes when we're exploring and finding character, you're on camera by yourself. And you could just you could just take all the time you want to say the lines over and over and over again until you until you find a rhythm. You can't do that in Rome. 
you're in a two shot with another actor. There is no editorial protection. The rhythm has to be right. The moment has to be right. It has to be funny. And, and it has to be funny. You can't under cut to singles. It's got to work in it. We always talked. It's yeah. got to work in a two shot. It's got to work in a two shot. And, it, and, it, and it's happening under such extraordinary pressure in such a completely chaotic and hostile environment. The reason why the sequence works is because of the way these two are working together. And he's been doing that for decades. Haley, this was really, correct me if I'm wrong, your first time in any sort of environment like that. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and look, the whole thing, everyone was helpful. So I want to make that clear. Like every location, they were very helpful. But Haley is so impressive. When you look at that, I'm, McHugh's composition, the shots he chose, Haley's performance in these two shots, that's, it's, that's why people, you're feeling it. That you is the charm it. of the sequence. And it's, 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 yeah, that's like in Rain Man, we did Rain Man. It's like, that, that's two shot and wide shots. That's these relationships. They're playing out in this kind of dynamic yeah. and it has an immediacy to it. You can't cut around it. Mm-hmm. And as you're looking at that whole scene, you see where he puts us in two shots. And the final two shot of us through the rear view window, you feel in that frame as the audience, you're now they're together too. You feel they're together, and there's there's that relationship has grown through motion, through action, and that two shot is used specifically at that point. And he he knows when to use that two shot of us looking back together. So clever. And it's been earned through the whole thing. And that's it's like you can't predict that stuff ahead of time. You have to you have to work for it constantly. Like there's a tremendous amount of preparation, organization across countries, you know, uh, training and lens choice and location and reaching for it, reaching for it. And then, then that, that moment of that close up when he, and he was looking, he goes, this is how he's, I'm going to end. Oh, I remember seeing that. Shot. And you, I remember you, the first time I remember you the first time and, and you were like, you're like, dude, oh, this, this, so this is it. This is, <laughs> this is it. And it's not something you can sit down and storyboard and, and want. It's just, it's immediate. You have to know your craft well enough and know your story emotionally. Emotionally, what, you're, what effect you're trying to create with an audience. You have to keep that, that target in mind and then reach for it with, with your story. Reach for it with your cast. And so it takes constant work. And it's that constant dedication to story and being present enough every single day with all of the pressure going on to see what is that lens saying? What's it telling me? I can't delude myself into thinking it's saying something that it's not. And for me as an actor, when I'm acting, I know there's certain things that I, I can't be the effect of my cause sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Like my looks or my things. And, and he's got such great taste and I trust him in performance, meaning, and I would say to him, like, I'm, I'm good at at looking at edits and, and looking at rushes and looking at all these things, but sometimes I'll go, is it communicating this to you? Is it, yep. is it, because I'm not sure, I don't, I'm not getting that from my performance. Does it communicate this to you? But something you are very, very good at, and it's, it's, it's something we rely on heavily, is your, your, your approach to the process is entirely intuitive. It's entirely emotional. What Tom's doing all the time is, is reacting to his feelings of something, not some set of rules or some objective, or it has to be this, or this is, th- th- this is what this scene needs. He's just giving you a very real-time emotional reaction to what he's feeling, which is really what he knows the audience is feeling. It's, it's, he's, he's able to be the audience, and he's able to do it time and time and time again. That's why the, the movie's 
feel as emotionally involving as they do. It's why you're as connected to it as possible. Mm -hmm. and, and many times I've seen him do it. He's done it with New, he's done it with Haley, where our objective to the scene was one thing. And then he, we watched their performance and he said, rewrite my side of it, recut my side of it. The first, we're in the set. The, yeah. The first time in the the first time in the airport with with his first meeting with Haley, we, he he watched the scene the first time and he said, and and I had used kind of the more charming aspects of Ethan and he was like, it's not serving Haley. Watch what happens when you recut my performance. What it does to how I feel about Haley. Mm. With new her entire first day on Fallout, Tom's character. We've talked about this. It was a completely different story. We had a whole vision for what. News character was that we completely threw out when we saw. She's actually incredibly intimidating <laughs> and has this amazing personality. We like, oh, this doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> What's interesting for her is that we changed the whole yeah. story. But you knew it. You see, you see it also. Oh, totally. But also. then, you but then we we like, and now you watch what New does in I'm New Vanessa. Yeah, we Vanessa. call her New. We call her. You, I know. Sorry. Which you watch Sorry. what Vanessa does. I love, does. I love, I love no, no. <laughs> that. That, that, that what, what Vanessa does in terms of one single arc in the story from broad comedy to real lethality, from true vulnerability to a total villain and somebody <laughs> completely dangerous and back again. And, and all the many hills and valleys and the nuances that, that she gives and the beauty of editing all of these actors is... There are six other ways you could have cut it. That all the options they give you, all of the that no one is no one is coming stuck with a set rule of what of what the line reading has to be, and it's you're you end up in the editing room with an absolute embarrassment of riches. Yeah, they're all of them. These guys like Shane Tarzan, their instincts also. There's little moments that I love. Tarzan on the train, you see his behavior. He's such a strong, you know physical presence and charismatic and he's he's on the train and you instantly see there's he's unstable like and it little behaviors like that that as the audience it draws me in immediately to him as a character it humanizes it humanizes him he's there and he's not as comfortable like he does not feel comfortable on that train and, and it communicates and you feel also that the dynamic between these two the kind of friendship but conflict you know with how to approach things uh that's stuff that you just know with these guys. You just put a camera on them and we're just like, just stay out of their way. Get out of the way. <laughs> get out of the way. You know what I mean? Like you want to yeah. get really talented people and just get the heck out of their way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have some more locations to go to. But okay, we've run, we've oh, run out of time. Sorry. We've run out of time. So we'll, no, no, let's, we'll come no, on. No, 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 no. Come on, come on, guys. You waited, please. How, okay, well, we'll give you a train nice. question. How about that? Because nice, everybody's please. on Let's the train. Continue. Yeah. We'll give you a little. You Are we know. running out of film stock? We're <laughs> running out of film stock. Yeah. 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 This is gonna make this <laughs> is gonna get me in trouble now. But uh, you know, here is it gonna get you know you know, what? <laughs> you know something? Oh, we know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> know somebody. <laughs> know somebody. <laughs> continue. continue. All right. Let's talk about the train. Well, let's get a question about the train in because the train is amazing. You're all in it. I mentioned the train on Tarzan. Yes. Yeah. You know, Vanessa plays no train. Shay yes. on the train, which is yes. very exciting. Yes. But. Yes. When you were filming it, did you realize you were making the greatest train sequence ever? I'll be very honest with you. 
we live in constant terror at all times that everything we're doing is falling flat on its <laughs> we, we we like it. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's, and, and that's yes, scary. No, and, but you're you're constantly looking at it and saying, Does, is this is working enough? for is this working for anybody else? It's why the sequence became as big as it did. We to us it's it's never enough. And we and we're and we're constantly pushing, and it's only then when you're in the editing room and taking it all in and realizing, what have I done? That's um, look. The thing so is, that's very nice of you to say, but I to me, the first thing we would say to each other at the end of every it, he says it to me at the end of every movie is we can do better. We can do better, and we can. We can yeah, always. There's always something to learn. But I have to. Yeah. I just tell you guys this, which is, we're working, working. You know, everyone knows. I don't want to bring up the time period and everything. And built the train for real. And we're in the car, and we went into the red car, the champagne car for new Vanessa, the red car. And we're figuring out the story and just going through it. And there was a moment on the red, and we, we called all the cast together. And we just, we just have a moment. You know, we build it into, this, into the schedule where we have time to be able to have everyone there. We're all wearing those damn masks. And sitting there, and McHugh goes, look, I don't know where this is going to, where, but I know it ends in this car. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I remember that. And it was a moment, and it's not from lack of preparation. Everything, I want to make this clear, we prepare and prepare and prepare and prepare. It is seven days a week. It is seven days a week, and every day we're thinking in terms of what resources we have we're thinking about the artists we're thinking about the story we're thinking about our crew we're thinking about what the is audience. possible the audience and there's moments where we have to go look let's just forget about everything and let's dream for a moment of what as be those kids that want to make a movie and there's no pressures and we can do anything we want and we were there on the train. I remember that day for, we were driving because every day it's like, what do we do on the train? What are we doing? Like, we're talking about that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. We get there. Everyone, the actors are going, what, what are we doing on the train? We're like, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> but then you just have to start. Now, there, now you've got to, you can't just do drawings and physically, like there's emotion. There's, it is tactile. It is, it's engaging. And you have to see these actors on the train. And I'll never forget it. And the kind of stuff where you're going, I don't know, but I know it ends here. Mm -hmm. So even with the speed flying, we didn't know that I was going to exit out the back at that point. We yep. didn't know what we were going to do yep. and what was going to happen. And then you just start seeing the actors in the environment. And we're looking at, we know, we knew certain things had to happen on the train. And then that ability, as I said, like he writes lightning fast when he knows it. Mm. It's like, he can't write it, he's like an actor. I don't know how to play a scene if I don't understand the scene. Mm -hmm. And I won't ask another actor to do that. They have to, they have to feel it. it, not just feel it, they gotta be it, you know? And in the same way, him like an actor and writing for everyone. So to have every, all of us there and just have a moment, we're all talking about what we wanted to do, what we dreamed of doing. You know, what, where our characters are at this point. And slowly, you know, throughout that morning, you started going, okay, we saw Vanessa in the champagne car, you in the red car, you guys in, in that other car, and, and how it would progress and how the story evolved out of that, that one day. And well, that's but, exactly but I gotta, what happened. I got to give you credit. There was a moment where we were saying, we knew Vanessa needed to be on the train, and we didn't know what she was doing on the train. And then you came up with, that idea. 
of why mm. why she was on that. I don't want to give it away. Yeah. <laughs> but if if that's why she was on the train, that was this was the day before we started shooting. You remember? Oh yeah. It was the day before we started shooting. We were we, we were, were waiting our on Vikings, weather. Our Vikings we, we breakfast. We were in this like Viking house in Norway. And we were, we were having breakfast. We were waiting on the weather so that he could do the jump. And we were talking about that. And, it, and it's when we had that idea. And we knew what was so exciting is we had Vanessa. And we had this concept. And we knew those two things yeah. were going to be absolutely gold. We knew, we knew you were going to have so much fun with that idea. Yeah. And we thought, all right, we don't have to worry we're about that. Like, and as a fan, as an audience, like we look at the actors and we're going, I'd love to see them do this. Like, yeah. I, and you and I, that you, that you wrote it, you were like, it was just so good. I was like, oh my gosh, this that was I fun wanna, to write. I want really to see this. I want to see that performance yeah. and what that's going to do. We have that kind of thing with, with each of these guys. We're like, this is, that's what happens. That's the train. We'll be back with more from our chat with the cast and crew of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 after the break. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game, headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. What other countries? Oh, Venice. Yeah, we're in Venice. Venice. So Venice. Okay, so oh, we got to talk Venice. about Venice. You know, we love a good running scene, and basically everybody gets to run through Venice. <laughs> but uh, you got you got the narrow alleyways and the the endless yeah. wall of candles, the most epic running we can get. Talk to us about maybe not trying to slip on. I want to say one stuff. name about the candles, the the, the colonnade of candles, mm. Raffaella Giovanetti. She is our art director. The, the, there's that corridor with the red carpet that's lined with candles. That was always production designer Gary Freeman. That was always his design. And there were a few leftover candles. And I asked Raffaella for the following night to just shape the candles so they created a little path that kind of pointed to that colonnade. And the next night we came back and she had ordered all of those candles and lit the entire Colonnade. I have no idea how she got those. I do not. She did it overnight in Venice, Italy. Uh, That is pandemic. That is that during the pandemic. That is an example of the commitment Mm. and the the dedication and the artistry of this crew. You would ask them to do a little thing, and they would bring you something so astonishing. They were all so proud of their particular skill and their particular field. So good. They're so good. It's an, it's an amazing, amazing team. We're all sitting here enjoying the benefits of their labor. That's the, that, that team really was extraordinary and did it under really extraordinary circumstances. And we're very, very grateful for all of them. The camera operators, cinematographer, all the lighting, costumes, you name a department, hair and makeup. Um, they're, they're, they, were, they were all working under extreme conditions away from their families. And and bringing it every day on, on, at such a level of high art. And it was 
It was a real privilege to work with them. But there's a long run in Venice. I just want to say, here's the thing. Here's the, okay, guys, one thing. <laughs> you're not getting away. I know. Actually, yes, someone in my ear telling me. Yeah, Haley was running. That was yeah. a long run. That was a long run. That was a long run, Haley. That was a lot of was launching a lot of and activation. Did he t- give you any tips? Well, just just go forward really fast in that fuel. direction. Keep, keep stretching. <laughs> keep drinking the fuel. Go forward. Move yeah. fast. Drink the but, fuel. But keep the, going. The, You're a great runner. With, the thing with Tom's run is that everyone knows is that it's it's the speed is impressive, but it's also kind of the least impressive part of Tom's run because Tom's form, the composition of his body, how he's trained and, and studied it, is he runs with every cell in his body and his being. So it's like he is... It's almost like that primal running away from a bear mentality, caveman, or running to, running to save the world. You feel it because it's it's so alive. I energize all my cells to eat nachos. Tarzan and Shay, you guys were hauling well, too, guys. Here's the deal. I went, we weren't supposed to be in the Venice portion. Oh. Tarzan, I, you know, this thing evolves. So I had said to McHugh, well, everybody wants a fight scene with Tom. Everybody in the movie wants a fight scene. I said... I want to run and scene at some point with him, kidding around with McHugh early on. Shouldn't have, on said that. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that. Shit. When you get the finish, Watch. I Don't haven't do it. done any. Are you an athlete? Strap me the side of an airplane. <laughs> you, go, you, you go cliff. You get your wish. You're going to chase his ass all over Venice. So he's stretching. When we get there, he's work. He's nimble. He's stretching. He's an athlete like there's no tomorrow. I've been eating. You know, we're in Venice. I'm eating pizza and pasta and drinking vino. <laughs> And he, we do six nights in all-nighters in a row of chasing his ass all over Venice. And let oh, me stop. tell you, for every, for every foot you see somebody running, there's 10,000 feet of footage. After take, oh my God. after take, and there's other they running takes. We get done, and he'd be like, steps. he'd yeah. be like, what's up? What's, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you okay, Shay? Yeah, you can't catch me? That was his big thing. Here's, you know? what Shay, here's what Shay didn't do when he made that request. If you go on Tom's social media, it says, running in movies since 19, what? 81. 81. And I was like, that should have told you something right there. Like, he, you know, how long you been running? Well, thank you all for going on this epic global world tour. We need to remind everyone to go watch Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 exclusively. We didn't get to do we, we do up at w, we talked about the airport. The desert. Airport, the desert. We, the we desert. wanted to ask you about the airport. And we got to congratulate. one thing? Yeah. <laughs> what? The desert. The desert. <laughs> the horse. Oh, my God. Zeus. So the horse. Okay. We got to talk about the horse. That horse. Isn't it? Nice. Talk about the horse. <laughs> we got to talk about Zeus. Zeus. There's a moment, like, people aren't asking about that. I, like, it's one of our favorite moments. Like, when he lies down? We geek out on other films. When he's like, laying down with the horse. Yes. We geek out on stuff like that. Like, years ago, we talked about this moment. Yeah. And then we had to actually it, talk about a moment that we all enjoyed in cinema. Yes, which was Outlaw Josie Wales. The Outlaw Josie Wales. And there's a moment where Clint Eastwood is laying down, gets up on a horse. So and I remember like, as a kid when I saw that opening weekend on Friday, and I was like, oh, that's incredible. And so <laughs> I know he loves this movie, and I was like, I got something for you. And we, we came up with this idea. Now, Trying to choose a location in the desert is essentially like trying to choose a location in the ocean. Like you're trying to pick a wave <laughs> and then get the whole crew to come back and find that wave the next day. And it's not there. And it's not there. The location changes every day. So we had to find a place where those horses could all run by. And Tom is now basically learning how to do this stunt with this horse that thinks it is the star of the movie. The horse had a personality all his own. 
And if you said action, the horse knew what that meant and the horse would just go, the horse would get up. So you had to kind of, you couldn't let the horse know what you were doing until it was time to do it. And the horses can only run three or four times the horses that are running past Tom. So we're doing everything we can to make the shot as complicated as possible. And the light has possible. to be, the there's, light. There's 11 horses running by at sunset. You all have one an hour shot. of usable daylight, all one shot. On a dune with. that was yes. like, where are we, where are we gonna get it? We don't know until the afternoon. Yes, so you have to go, you have to scout the dune, bring the whole crowd While you're out. shooting the other things. While you're shooting, yes, you had to stop whatever you were shooting, which was a gunfight with a jet engine and a, to, to make a hurricane in the middle, or a sandstorm in the middle of the desert. And then we had to go and find a dune, Tom and the horse lay down by the dune. All these other horses go running by. They can only do it three times before they start to get tired. And he's got to do that entire thing. You've got to bring the horse down and have it be quiet. Yeah. Did you have a code word for action? It... A different word? No you, would, no. you would call action when it was action, but you couldn't say anything before that. You would say, oh, we would just so say. you all whispering like you, to get rid of it? It was all hand signals. <laughs> so everybody was being silent. And, you, and I would just have to tap the camera operator. Wow. And, and, and to, to and do I'd that be there shot. Like, talk, I'd have to bring the horse down. I'm holding the horse. And yes, yes. Horse is so beautiful. Yeah. And the horse is looking at me. I'm like, he goes, he's, horse is looking at me. I'm looking at the horse like, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> easy. easy. You see me. I'm like looking up. I'm hearing it. And I have to judge how far away are these cameras? Like right. how far, how far away are the horses? I'm going, if I get up too soon. It's all. If I get up too soon, it's terrible. If I get up too late, it's terrible. So I'm just like this. And I'm trying, like, I know the lens is here, and I'm looking at McHugh going, give me the cue, man. Is it going to, like, is it, can we do it? And, I, and we're looking at the horses. And so just remember when you're watching the train sequence, <laughs> go back and watch that scene of Tom getting up. That shot's hard. Four that nights. Like four, four times. Four now. times to try to get that shot. And I'm here like this, and I'm just sweating. <laughs> you know, I'm going, is McHugh going to call it now? And I'm behind the camera going, we do not have time for this. <laughs> I'm going, please, I'm like, look, I'm going, is it, is it ready? Is it ready? And the horse is going, come on, man, I'm going to stand up. And then I have to get on the horse at that point. Like, I've got to make sure that I'm on the horse. And you had to stay in the frame. He understood that he couldn't go. If he went too far, you'd lose the other horses in the background of the shot. So I had to get up and hold the horse within he's that just frame. He's spinning around because the horse, all the horse wanted to do was take off. And he's trying to hold the horse in the frame. And he knew before he got up, this is my edge of frame. I can't get it. If I go any farther than this, we'll, we'll blow the shot. So the train was easy. But... The train was a walk. Oh, no, it's everything, everything is like, oh, no, let's do this. Hard. And then McKee's like, I'm going to do hard. it all in one shot. I was like, oh, yeah. that's great. We're going to do it with the dunes. Fantastic. We thought it was a great idea. Yeah. And then we show up with like, where, what happened to that dune that we were going to shoot at yesterday? The guys looked at us like, are you crazy? The dunes change every You're day. We're like, desert. What? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? Like, yeah, I didn't realize. Where's my dune? Yeah, where's the dune? <laughs> Literally, we went up there. It's like, what, what happened to the dune? They're looking at us like, what are you thinking? This Didn't is the you desert. Asked Rebecca for the dune? What's that? Mm-hmm. You should have asked Aww. Rebecca for the dune. She wasn't there? Because she's in a film, Tom, called Dune. I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. no. These are the yeah, jokes. Really yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Next yeah. one. Very yeah. excited yeah. to see yeah. the yeah. next one. Yeah. She's amazing in that film. Yes. Yeah. Haley, did you have any more questions? <laughs> any more questions, Haley, before we close out? I mean, it's. I'm going to give you guys notes afterwards. Okay, thank you. So okay. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to embarrass you on screen. Right. No, we appreciate your but. notes always. Yes. <laughs> we actually do. We invite it from everyone. Well, thank you guys so much for going. And guys. congratulations to you guys. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, you. Thank thank you so much. You, thank you. You, you yeah. made this a reality. That's really amazing. Yeah, well, you too also. Yeah. Helped. No, you did it. No. Yeah. Well, no, you did it. You found something you loved, and <laughs> look no, where you are. No, you, you did. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. No, no, that awesome. no. Thank we you. We couldn't have done it without you, yeah. obviously.
Thank you all so much. That is true, actually. It is true. (laughs) And we thank you all for going on this global tour. And remember to watch Dead Reckoning Part 1 exclusively in theaters. Do not wait for streaming. The biggest screen. The biggest screen possible. IMAX. IMAX, Dolby. Screen X, Screen X, X, Box, everything. And yeah. remember to listen to Light the Views, the official Mission Impossible podcast, no, every Tuesday. Speed flying on the other. Part two. Part, part two. two. What, what about it? Speed flying at the end. Speed flying at the end. Yeah. yeah. It's, we have base jumping. We got to talk about Haley's We have pocketing. Haley's We're trying to get There's a lot. There's someone in our ear telling us to wrap it up. I'm just saying. We'll get to it all. And come back. Come listen to Light the Views, the official Mission Impossible podcast, every Tuesday. All of these wonderful people will be on there. I promise. Yes. Vanessa, we're coming for you next. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Are you going to like the Goodbye. So. You got it. Oh, that'd be amazing. Good. Thank wow. you so yeah. much, guys. Yeah. That was we didn't great. get to talk to Henry, about Henry. No, we didn't get to talk about Henry. We're we had Henry Pump. for an hour. We had, yeah, yeah, we talked about Henry. We didn't talk about Palm. We haven't talked about Palm. We haven't talked about Palm. Okay, let's just talk about Palm one second. Where is Palm? Palm's coming She's, tonight. You can just keep talking. We'll go. Yeah. Right yeah. Right yeah. She was riding horses. Palm is riding Rada, horses. Right? We just talked riding to her a few days ago. She was speaking of horses. Palm, who's a, who's a great uh, writer. Oh, really? oh, I didn't know. Should we have lunch brought in? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's dinner at this point. It's dinner. At this <laughs> I mean, all this caviar talk, oh you know? God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank, thank you. Charles and Drew. Charles, could you believe that you were sitting across from all that talent and annoying them equally <laughs> just by your presence? Was that, that's, could you believe it? I, I, believe I it. can. That's what we do. That's, that's what we're all about. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. They took, uh, they took our grief in stride and they were just amazing. All of them. So fun to see everybody. They were so fun. That was amazing. My gosh. That was just what what an incredible opportunity to be! I mean, it was like we were like pinching ourselves all day. Like, how are we here? This is so crazy. <laughs> and Charles, you were nervous, but you were. I thought you did a great job. Really proud of you. Well, I'm used to I'm used to audio only. I'm not used to being on camera. So this is it was easier for you. You do these kind of video drunkets and things. So well, it's also it was almost a live setting too, which is also yes. very hard. And I know that you have not done a lot of those. And so I think you did it amazing. I was telling this to my wife last night. I was like, Charles was so nervous, but he did such a great job. So I think you were you should be really Aww. proud, Charles. You did a really, really great job up there. Thanks. You were okay. I was no, I was not. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, you you do this in your sleep. This is easy for you. True. So yeah, I'm so glad you were able to lead the way as you always do. So thank you. Oh please. Well, Charles. Speaking of leading the way, I think that if you want to really get led to all the great stuff that we do every week and all the great stuff going on in the Mission Impossible world, that people should probably follow us on social media. Wouldn't you say? Yes, that sounds like a great idea, actually. So you can follow us on Light the Fuse Pod on. Instagram and Twitter, as well as Facebook. And we you can follow us personally on Instagram and Twitter as well. Charles, you're at Charles Hood, but the O's are zeros. And I am Drew Tailored, like a tailored shirt. And what else, Charles? Tell, tell, tell me something else. What do you want people to do after they listen to an episode? <laughs> I think after you listen to this episode or any of our episodes, you should uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You know, like or rate, review, just anything you can do to support our show would be greatly appreciated. We thank all of you out there for listening. And uh, yeah, I mean, we cover all things Mission Impossible on Light the Fuse, the official Mission Impossible podcast. And uh, you should tune in next week to get the latest. 
All right. We'll be back. And remember, once again, go see Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, now playing exclusively in theaters. Chances are high that you will run into one of us if you are seeing it in the greater Los Angeles or New York area. Yes. And, of course, uh, sign up for Paramount Plus and, and watch all of the Mission Impossible movies there. Other than Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, which is, of course, is exclusively in theaters. Go see it in theaters as many times as you can. And tell us what you think. Let us know on Instagram and Twitter. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back very soon. Light the Fuse, the official Mission Impossible podcast, is produced by Charles Hood. That's me and Drew Taylor. This episode was edited by Luke Burson with music by Kevin Blumenfeld. Original Mission Impossible themes by Lalo Schifrin. This podcast is a production of Paramount Pictures. All rights are reserved. This message will self-destruct in five seconds. 